let's move on to our consumer conversation, which we do every single Thursday. And we do it with renowned consumer journalist Wendy Nola. And today we're looking at loans. And Wendy contends that especially loans online, looking for a loan online is actually very fraught and dangerous. Good afternoon, Wendy. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Azza. Lovely to be with you. And and I also get the giggles when people say slacks. And, <laughs> and I'm not all that young. It's just something hilarious about that word. So seventies. Because they're tan. You are you visualizing tan? The color or beige. Tan. You're beige. I've that's it. Visualize beige. Yes, yes. beige, tan, slacks, <laughs> and they have that check shirt. Yeah, exactly. And then they have that pleat coming down the middle, <laughs> pressed mutetze, okay. what we call mutetze. Oh, you know when it's ironed down the yes, middle with that line. Perfectly in precision. Yeah, no. <laughs> so we can talk slacks. about slacks if you like, but I think maybe we better. Maybe I better do consumer talk and talk about loans. Don't take a loan for slacks. <laughs> right, especially an online one. Right. So. So um, you were, you were saying that you're glad that uh, a show like Carte Blanche actually devoted a segment to this um, yes. group, the lifestyle group. Just give me yes. a bit of a background okay. about I, who I they are and what they very do. Very glad because Carte Blanche always explodes issues out um, into the open um, for better than than um, a lot of other forms of media. So I've been plugging away I think since 2015 wow. when this company, the lifestyle group. Um, started this business um, online. They've got they've used about a dozen different websites. They all have the word loan in them, and they all make someone believe that this is the place to go to to look for a loan. So loan zone, loan scout, loan picker, loan locator, loan seeker, loan hub, loan connector. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. So there's there's everything to suggest in those names that this is where you come to apply for a loan, right? Yeah. So people do that, especially. Um, People who are desperate, so they either have erratic income or they earn commissions, they can't show that they have, you know, X amount basically. Or they're heavily indebted. Or very heavily indebted, and their credit records are are, um, Uh, so bad, impaired, Mm. they're blacklisted or whatever, so they're not going to um, qualify for a loan in the normal way. Mm -hmm. Um, So the desperation always lowers our um, guard, right? So what happens is they they go on, they they fill in all these, um, you know, it looks like a normal form that you'd get in a bank, and... Then there's this thing that says, you know, yes, I've read all the terms and conditions. And this is a huge warning for people who click without reading. And that's most of us, Yes, I think. <laughs> and um, what they're actually um, agreeing to is a 12-month service mandate agreement in which, in terms of which phone advice is offered. So all sorts of legal advice, ironically, motor vehicle accident claim advice, all, you know, if you read really carefully in the in the very voluminous voluminous <laughs> small print, it's um, this advice is offered by third party contractors or whoever they are. But I mean, think about it: people who are going online to look for a loan, the mm-hmm. very last thing they need or want is to pay a monthly subscription yes. of over four hundred rand a month yeah. for some phone vague phone advice that they you know might need down the line. Um, and so, and then it's 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 four hundred and twenty nine for the first month, and then it's about a hundred rand after that, and they lock you into a contract for twelve months. So that so, is what, what about, ticking on the terms and conditions actually. Oh my! Um, so Wendy, what about the actual loan? Well, that's do they very, do they you know, give you the loan, or do they facilitate or try and? I know, uh, as of course, you said they're a third party. Yes. Yeah, so they, it's very clever. They say. 
somewhere in all that small print, they say, as a free service, they will attempt to find you a loan, attempt. but there's no obligation. Oh, I mean, they 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 aren't credit providers. They're not um they they're not registered with the credit regulator. They they they're selling an advice service on, over the phone, but they're oh, calling they themselves loan this, loan that. And I'm oh. saying. This has been going on since 2015. If they're really unaware that it's misleading, you know, they can't be. You need to change your name for to phone advice help or service <laughs> subscription. But who's going to sign up for that, right? Yes. So if ever there was a lesson on, on, on why it's dangerous not to read the small print and to actually seek, uh, to proactively seek it out mm-hmm. and devour every word of it, this scam is it. But the, the reality is... That thousands and thousands of people have been caught, and and at least for the last four years, mm-hmm. um, consumer journalists such as myself and consumer protection agencies such as the consumer, the Ombudsman for Consumer Goods and Services, has been red flagging it in his annual report four wow. years ago, um, 2015. Said, passed it up to the National Consumer Commission and said, please do something yes. about this company. Yes. Um, and Short story to date, um, nothing has happened and they are in business same as they ever were since 2015. Okay, I just and need to understand the details yes. a little bit more. They're still yes. in business. We'll look at the uh, the Consumer Council or Consumer Commission rather and what they can do or what they have done. But just to understand, so I'm cruising the net, right? Yes. Often there are banners with different adver- advertisements, yes. right? And this gets my attention because it says, uh, are you blacklisted? Are you looking for a loan? Maybe you need a, are you looking, you need a loan? And this is a quick and easy way of getting a loan and so on, right? Yes. Is that, am I right so, so far? All the, <clears throat> all the websites have the word loan in them and, and, and another word that suggests that you looking for a loan or they're going to connect you to yes. a loan pro- yes. Yes. provider or something like that. Right. Yes. So now we're on the phone after that. Now they've got my details that I'm looking for a loan. Now we're on no, the no. phone. No, you can, you fill in a form online. You click through. Oh, you fill in a form it happens. There's online. no telephonic. Uh-uh. So you're supposed to have clicked. There's a little box that says I've read the terms and conditions and what do people do? They click. Yes. We yes, don't. Read, uh, exactly. Because they're looking for a loan. And what really gets me um, and I would well have as, entered my banking details, my address, my saying. ID number, you all give of them that. Everything. They even have people, I've had complaints from people, they've, they've given them their pay slips. And if you're looking for a loan, oh. that's quite an acceptable um, request. You know, let us see all these documents. Now, we're, that's, that's actually handing somebody um, identity fraud on a plate. Right. That's another angle that hasn't really been explored because the bigger, the bigger problem is, the most immediate problem is that they start then they get this thing saying, you've signed up for this um, phone service sub- advice subscription. It's this much first month, 400 odd, and then 100 rand after that. And they go, whoa, 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 no, that's not what I wanted. Let's cancel. All right. Now, the cancellation fee, this and that, it's about 1518. To cancel? Um, 1,500 rand? Yeah, yeah. That's that, if you don't pay because now you've apparently contracted to them. And then come the letters of demand and then come what look like scary summonses on just pretend summonses because they're not issued by a court. They're not stamped. They're not dated. But people, a lot of people at that point pay up because if you look at their offices in Century City here in Cape Town, and clearly a lot of people are terrified of all the legal threats and they just wanted to go away and they pay up. Um, but yeah, now the... So they send um, you a draft summons? Yes, that's after some time. But there are people who, who inadvertently... Agreed to this as a you know three years ago, 
and they're still getting weekly emails with these threats and these summonses. I just want to read you if I can find it in my my notes here. Mm. Um, this is a letter that someone, a lot of people, I get I get complaints from uh, emails from victims about t- at least twice a week, mm. and I have done for years now. So one of the letters goes like this. Um, do you really want to go to court? You will need to be at court early. You will stand in long queues. You will need to take time off work. You will need to explain to your family. Why not make that call or send that email? Our highly skilled staff are standing by to assist you with a beautiful payment plan to prevent default judgments, summons, and court time. Avoid negative repercussions now. Please call or email us to prevent a court summons. We can assist you with a comfortable thing. These payment plans are comfortable and beautiful to avoid legal action being taken against you. Oh, my goodness. So um, uh, you've yeah, been so paying them 429 see. a month. No, now, the 429 is the is the first one. Yes, uh, and now you want month. to cancel. And then they tell you that, oh, that's the first month, and then it becomes 99 rand for the yeah, remaining the 11 months, right? Yes, but, but most people say, well, I'm not paying any of that. I don't want to. I didn't sign up. Um, those who've signed, who've got uh, given their banking details, they have the debits just coming off, oh. and then they're trying to reverse oh. it, and then their banks are charging them reversal fees. Yes, um, it's, it's it's vicious. Um, yeah, it's so it's vicious. vicious. And then you try and cancel. Do you even get through to be able to talk to someone on the other side? Well, that's a that's an, an interesting issue. There's apparently, and and Carp Launch featured this on the insert on Sunday, one of the victims saying. They tell you you've got a five-day cooling-off period, but he said he was phoning, emailing, and he just couldn't get through. And then after mm. the five days, he got the, you now owe us this if you want to cancel, and, and this is what's going to happen if you don't pay. Yes, and then you want to cancel, but there's a fee to pay of 1500 yeah, And then yes. you get the draft summons, which yes. is a threat. So if you don't pay, they threaten legal action, and they just keep Absolutely. bombarding you with this kind keep of correspondence. And I think... Some people just pay up for peace, really. Right, right. Yeah. Well, let's take a break, Wendy, and we'll take calls after this. I want your calls. Have you interacted with any of um, these websites? Because they have dozens of branded websites, all of them with the word loan in them, but they're part of the lifestyle group that is located in Century City. So have you fallen for or uh, um, uh, applied for one of these loans, so-called loans, only to find yourself trapped in another kind of service, be it with the Lifestyle Group or any other uh, company claiming to to be a, a provider of loans. I'll take your calls on 011-883-0702 and 31702 for your SMSs. Or maybe there uh, is another type of practice that you've encountered out there in the marketplace similar to this. So we will uh, uh, take your calls, but I also want to understand from Wendy about the response from this organization, because as you well know, she does try and get all sides to this. And of course, the uh, National Consumer Commission. What can they do about this? What have they done? What are they doing about this uh, exploitation of consumers? And is it exploitation or are we somewhat to blame? As she has stressed, we often don't read those terms and conditions. 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. 702. Asanya Lines are always open. On 011-883-0702. It's 23 minutes past two and we're back with Wendy Nolan. Today she is looking at uh, 
uh, loans that are often marketed to us online, but loans particularly coming from uh, the lifestyle group that are actually disguised as loans or the invitation is for you to apply for a loan, but it actually is completely something else. It's a service mandate uh, for advisory services, legal services of all sorts. Let's go to uh, Zanele in Ravonia. Zanele, you have a question. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Oza. Hello, Wendy. Um, my hi, question is around, mm-hmm. hi. My question is around the what I would call the aggressive marketing of personal loans and credit card um, loans in um, banking apps. So I bank with a bank, and often when I open my 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 um, app to transact, the first screen that pops up is like four uh, uh, loans that have been pre-approved. All that I need to do is just to click on them, and I see when I say it's like three to four loans. Mm. That's what it is. Mm. And every single time I interact on that app, I'm just being confronted with that aggressive advertising. It, it annoys me to no end yeah. because you know, like sometimes you, I, 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 I've got a good job, but I, I you know, sometimes when I look at this money and I think, oh, I could just go on a holiday. Mm. It's so easy, I could do it in my day. Mm. But I don't know if there's regulation around advertising within apps. Thank yeah, you. thank you for the calls, Anela. I, I, I've also had that experience. I know what you mean about the kind of offers that are just pushed your way. You don't need them. You didn't ask for them. You didn't go looking, you know, and yet it's, it just bombards you all the time. Uh, but often these are coming from the bank. So it's within the app and it's coming from the bank. So I suspect there's nothing wrong with that, Wendy. No, they, they will be acting within the um, National Credit Act. Um, the pre pre approval used to be um, it used to, it used to be the case before the act came into force in two thousand and seven where they weren't doing very much in the way of um, pre approval checks right. um, and that's been tightened up on a number of times in the last decade so they are forced to in order to avoid um, being accused of reckless lending in mm-hmm. which case any any debt would have to be written off. Um, they they have to go through quite substantial checks. Um, in the past, they could just call for your for your payslip um, and uh, proof of residence and all that kind of thing. Now they have to actually look at your entire indebtedness, so they have to ascertain right. um, what you're paying out every month, what disposable income you have at the, left at the end of it, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So they have to be very careful because what the last thing they want is um, the reckless lending thing to be attached to them and then then they have to write off okay, the amount that's flowing. So, so those, I, I, I agree those ads are very in your face. My bank will incentivize me, especially at Christmas time, mm. to spend a certain amount on my credit card and get some kind of um, loyalty reward or be in line to win something. And I find that personally quite distasteful as somebody that advocates for a living, um, cautious spending and, and all the rest. Mm. Um to, no, to, for me, to, there's something wrong, whether morally or ethically, but there is something wrong w- with that, you know, and I'm not calling it entrapment because then I'm saying we don't have any uh, kind of agency or responsibility as consumers. But uh, I think there is something in it that is just wrong. Uh, and that when it comes to certain services, allow the person to seek them out, to be the one who goes and initiates this conversation and not be and not have the service providers calling you, calling. offering you X or uh, all yes. day long. 
I think they would draw the analogy in that they're just like any other business. Yeah. Like they're advertising what they offer and it's up to you to decide whether you want to or not. And then they have the extra level, especially when it comes to a loan, where they have to. I mean, you go now and swipe your credit card for a designer handbag. They're not going to ask you, can you really afford this? Oh, uh, exactly. <laughs> but when to... you're applying for a loan, they have to. They have to check that you can afford it. Right. Let's hear from Harold in Pretoria. Hello, Harold. Hi. Good afternoon, Azania. Yes, hi. Um, what happened to me was um, there is a site. I was really desperate for a loan. Mm-hmm. So I went to Google. I searched for loans. And one of the hits was the site called Loan Finder. And I kid you not, they were advertised to say there's a 99% chance of approval and all those things. And I did go ahead and apply and supplied them with my banking details and, and everything they needed. Mm. And at the end of the month, debit orders started coming off from my from my account. Mm. There was about 600 plus that was deducted oh. off my account with their reference. don't know why it was um, so high, but this is a classic case. This is what we're talking about, your loan. What was it? Uh, loan finder, loan locator, loan zone. It's all the same company. And then you get the letters from... Did you contest it, Harold, or did you just pay, or what happened? Um, I contested it. I immediately gave them a call to say, but what are you deducting for? And they started giving me a list of services that I agreed to when I signed up. So I told them I'm going to the bank. I'm going to reverse it. Can you please cancel the service? And then they did. They did. Oh, wow. Golly, I've never heard of that before. The bank did. The bank did. But what about the company? They still consider you liable for that money. Um, um, they also, they cancelled the service. They told me I had something like 30 days to cancel. So I was apparently still in their cooling off period. Oh, wow. It's only five days as far as I'm aware. Well, that's the first. I've never heard a positive story like Mm. that. So that's good to hear. Mm. Harold, at least it ended well for you. Yes, you may have lost that 600 rand. uh, But just be careful out there. Uh, Wendy, I'm going to ask that you give us just a few tips before you wrap up on the things we should really be careful of. Here's one. It says, please keep me anonymous. I've fallen trapped to Loan Finder. And now mm. they're threatening to blacklist me for a yeah. 1,749 rand that I, supposedly, that I supposedly owe them to find these loans for me. The amount comprises of an initial fee of 499 rand mm. plus... 299 rand per month. So clearly, you know, this structure, this payment structure is different, maybe depending on which one. Changing it up. Yeah, yeah. that you find yourself. All the same company, Lifestyle Legal. Um, So can we address this uh, threat to blacklist after the headlines? Sure. Yeah, let's, let's do, do that. that because now she's received the summons as we had uh, uh, actually alluded to earlier on or a threat to blacklist her because they do uh, follow or th- they, 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 um, after you've tried to cancel, they follow this up by threatening legal action. Wendy read the letter earlier on, just the kind of tone you heard it in that letter. But we'll take your calls and address this question of blacklisting and what you should do. 702. WhatsApp us now on 072. 702 702 Hello Zonia I'm just thinking Is it possible for you on the show To mention all the companies Associated with this um, lifestyle group So that we can post on social media And everywhere to warn fellow people Not to uh, take these loans Or um, not to engage with this company Because they are just taking advantage of people that don't know and why should we allow that to happen so maybe if you can on the show tell us which 
what the name of the companies are associated to, to this lifestyle crowd, uh, we can all actively um, uh, put out campaigns to help our fellow people. Thanks. Bye. Right, and do spread the word, of course. Right, um, Wendy, this has been going on since 2015. Let's let's address that question about the kind of attention that yourself, as well as others, in fact, have tried to raise about this issue. What did the the, the Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman uh, uh, do? What did the National Consumer Commission do about this? Okay. And then we and we need to at some point get to how the company sort of defends yes, um, yes. Uh, allegations that it's deliberately scamming people. Mm. So the I started well, I started getting complaints almost immediately. So I think I wrote my first story in twenty late twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. Um I then saw in the 2015 Consumer Goods and Services Ombuds um, annual report the then Ombud Neville Melville. Um, he wrote that he had referred, didn't mention the company name, but he wrote that he'd referred this company offering loans which weren't actually loans um, to, and catching a number of people. He referred, uh, because they were getting so many complaints, he referred them to the National Consumer Commission for investigation. Yeah. Um, so I've been um, following up with the NCC for a number of years now. Um, they've in, 20, in February 2017 already, they, the spokesman Trevor Hutting told me that the commission had already completed an investigations into the activities mm. of Lifestyle Legal, but um, there've been some uh, complications. Um, and was it actually whether should it be something that the national credit regulator should be looking at? And so it's sort of stalled. I've been told recently um, the advice from the commission is don't pay. Wow. Um, don't pay at all, and that is that advice is echoed by the Stellenbosch Law Clinic. Their senior attorney um, was on carte blanche saying um, that they are investigating a class action against the company. So, what the, exactly the, shouldn't people be paying? What the summons? They, they mustn't pay any of it because they say that the um, whole approach is um, misleading. Oh, and that, that, that um, Stellenbosch Law Clinic um, attorney said it. Uh, it's the whole operation transgresses a number of, of laws. He said it's both unethical and um, illegal in terms of the CPA, the mm-hmm. Electronic um, Transmissions Communications Act, and perhaps even the Companies Act, he said. Um, when I engaged with the company, and it's very difficult to do so, as anyone who watched that insert will see, they, they, they'd rather not engage with you. Yeah. It was um, Derek Watts chasing the owner, Damien Melander, from his home to his office and not finding him. Mm-hmm. Um, he did issue a statement saying, and this is for everybody who is looking for loans under those companies that are called Loan Something, Loan Picker, Loan Zone, Loan Hub, Loan Locator, Loan Picker, Etc. Our mm-hmm. sites do do not offer loans, but a complimentary service of referring people to accredited loan providers. Okay, that's what, what he do. said. Is what he said. What they actually that's what you find out if you click on the terms and conditions and read I them. See. All. They're offering a a phone service for for legal advice of all different kinds, mm. and then as as a complimentary service, as a great favour, they might try and. Put it out there that you're looking for a loan, but you know I've uh, you know I've never found any come across anyone who actually got a loan through them. Mm-hmm. He said our services and charges are clearly visible on every page of the website. We don't we deny people don't get loans, 
but it is not our responsibility as we are simply a referral service. Well, anybody can do that. You don't need to pay X amount a month for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said we deny breaking any laws and are unaware of people not being able to cancel in the cooling off period. When I engaged with the company a few years ago, a spokesman told me um, very abrasively, the consumer is expected to study its the website's content and to make responsible and informed decision as mm. any reasonable consumer would. From our point of view, if the consumer failed or was negligent in taking the time to ascertain what he or she was purchasing or why he or she was completing an online form providing personal information and agreeing to terms, mm. that is the fault of the consumer not the service provider, and we take great offense to anyone who suggests that our services are a scam. Wow, sorry for offending you. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's like thought. it's all there in the small print, but I'm saying, why are you going, why are you saying 100%, 99% chance of loan approval when it's actually not, not you're, you're just going to perhaps refer it mm. to the person? Why are you calling your company's loan finder, loan picker, loan zone? I mean, you, it's clearly intended to attract people who are actively seeking loans and not wanting to pay a monthly fee for a minimum of 12 months for phone advice. for legal advice over the phone. Yeah. Let's you know, take this so call from Andres Cornelius. Andres, it says here you're the CEO for the Council of Debt Collectors. Hi, Andres. Um, good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon, Zania. Good afternoon, Wendy. Yes. Hi, Andres. Um, look, I just want to make a couple of comments. Um, if you don't mind, and thanks for the opportunity. But firstly, the Council for Debt Collectors regulate the debt collecting industry. Mm-hmm. Now, the whole process of whether or not these, um, the scam is valid or not valid, or whether it's a scam or not, that falls outside our jurisdiction. But unfortunately, but the moment that they start collecting on that, um, let's call it a debt for the moment, then it does fall under our jurisdiction. And there's certain things they're allowed to do to collect the debt. Any debt collector is allowed to do, and certain things he's not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. And even though you may tell somebody, if you don't pay up in seven days, I'm going to blacklist you, that's fine. But then you have to blacklist you. You can't tell him next month, if you don't pay up in seven days, I'm going to blacklist, blacklist you. That's harassment. Mm-hmm. You, you're making a threat that you have no intention of carrying out. Mm-hmm. The same goes for, I'm, I'm truly entitled to send somebody a document that looks like a summons. It is a summons. It hasn't been issued yet. Mm-hmm. Tell him, look, if you don't pay in seven days, this will be issued against you. But then if it isn't issued, then you've made a threat that you have no intention of carrying out, and that's against the code of conduct. Right. And the same thing for the, for the blacklisting thing. And there's also a lot of other things. That you can't intimidate people. You can't um, use false pretenses to try and get them to pay a debt mm. if this is a debt. Mm. But if I assume for the moment that it is a debt, which in my personal opinion I don't, um, but let's assume for a second that this is a debt then you have to comply with the act and the regulations which the um, Council for Debt Collectors described. Right. And this does not, um, I haven't personally seen the the, the segment on Cote Blanche, but I understand there was also documents shown regarding fees. Those fees, um, I've been made to understand, is not as is prescribed in the Debt Collectors Act. Now, that's a transgression. You can only charge the fees that the Minister of Justice allows. Mm -hmm. Anything else than that, you can be charged. And we also received a, a number of complaints against Lifestyle, but so far I haven't seen a single document where there are fees on that document that is not um, in terms of the Act. I would really like to see those other documents where there, there are such fees so that we can um, 
you know, to launch an investigation. Yeah, so I was about to ask, Andres, that if you've received a, a number of complaints, what kind of action have you taken? Because it's also just, uh, it's just not satisfactory at all to know that the National Consumer Commission uh, said they're investigating and no, still nothing has been done. The problem with the complaints we're getting is, is this legal? And that's right. outside our mandate. I we see. can't determine whether or not whether or not these agreements are legal. Mm. We have actually charged and lifestyle legal and they've been found guilty on one or two things. And because they are registered with us as a registered equity. So they were convicted of something, some things they were not convicted because right. of the nature of the complaint that we charged them on and it wasn't in itself a transgression. But what I heard from what, what happened on Cod Blanche and, and even from um, you were discussing earlier on the program, there appears to be clear-cut transgressions in, in the way that they're doing um, the mm-hmm. election. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I say, you can't tell somebody, I'm going to issue the summons. And you don't. And you don't. Yeah. That's a threat. Well, so that's just a threat. Thanks for that, Andres, because I've followed up with many people who've received such demands regularly. Going back two or more years, I go back to them and I say, What's happened? They say the harassment continues, but no legal action has been taken and they haven't been blacklisted. Oh, and hence the advice not to pay. Not to pay. Do not pay. Yeah, because I think once if these things got to court, they might, you know, I don't know how successful they would be given the whole picture. Uh, You know, just from a personal um, view, for any agreement to this, there has to be consensus. If if the the parties don't consent to what it is that has been agreed to, Mm-hmm. They don't have consensus, but that's for a court to determine ultimately at the end of right, the day. Right. But if you receive any of these things that, that comes down to harassment, please advise people, send those complaints to the council, mm. and we're, we're a statutory body, and we will investigate and take steps if required. Fantastic, Andrews. I must also mention we have them, we have set down a meeting with the Consumer Commission okay. um, to discuss this issue about whether these things are legal. But as I say, it falls outside our mandate. Right. But of course, you're, you're, in, you're, you're part of the stakeholders, broadly speaking. You work in collaboration. So it, it's important that your voice be heard as well. Thank you, Andres. Great. Thanks for calling in, Andres. Absolutely. That's the CEO of uh, the Council of Debt Collectors, collectors. the regulator. As he said, they can only address certain aspects of these complaints and not necessarily... Collecting part. Yeah, the the harassment, as he says. You can't make a threat that you have no intention of following following through because that's just intimidation. So these are pretend summonses. summonses, they, they, They haven't been... They they could become formal summonses once they went through the court process and got stamped and whatever, but yeah. they, they drafts. In other words, a draft summons, I could draft a summons. Yeah, because I mean, lots doesn't of have any legal standing. What the, what the difference is, yes. Because yes, it looks very scary, as and that's at the point at which a lot of people pay up. And even the language. I'll share, yes. uh, um, someone sent us screen grabs of their communication with this organization. But let's go to Gennaro in Vereniging. Um, uh, uh, Am I saying your name correctly? Yes, that's correct. Hello, Azania. Hi, Gennaro. Hello. Yes. Uh, actually, what these companies do, what happened to me is that they advertise uh, their, their loan or on or Facebook. Mm. Then I got on their website, filled up the form and everything. And then what happened is that they asked for my personal phone number. I gave them the personal phone number. Then from there, they got onto me via WhatsApp. It was a chat via WhatsApp. What's All my details, uh, bank statements. Oh. I did that and my ID. Then after that, they said your loan for 200000 was approved. 200000 rand, Gennaro? Yes. What uh, was the company's name? Be, uh, well, okay, I'll say the name. And then the repayment was for 72 months. 
for 3,000 something a month. Yeah. And then after that, they said your loan has been approved, but what you have to do, you have to pay, pay up 5,000, yeah. yes, in order for an attorney to sign for, in order for, for them to dispatch that money, hmm. of which I've never paid. And I just want to know if you, I want a loan. Why should I pay? Um, uh, exactly. Is, so is that where your conversation like ended, Gennaro, when they said you've got to pay? All right. Yeah, that's a different crowd. That's a different operator, a different kind of um, way people are, are caught. It's separate from the lifestyle legal crowd. Yeah. Um, so one of the, the um, big pieces of advice if you're looking for loan is... Um, if you're asked to pay for an upfront fee first, disengage and fast. Usually the fraudsters offer a, an interest rate which is way below the market average wow. as a form of bait. Wow. And then they approve your loan application as 200000 It's a big amount before asking for a fee, an attorney's or an admin fee, exactly what happened to Gennaro. Mm-hmm. If you pay that, you'll then be asked to pay another fee and another fee and you'll never get that loan. And people have this mentality where they don't want the first payment to have been a waste. And so they right. pay the, the next one. See, and you the understand next the psychology. Yeah, I do because I've covered, been doing this for 20 years. And so the money flows in one direction only and not the direction that you need it to flow. You got so, it. So that's, that's, a, I'm so grateful for Genaro Defender because that's a, a, an, an, another form of, um, another way that consumers are caught when they go looking for right. a loan. So I'm okay. very happy that he just disengaged at that point. So I've got a few more SMSs. We've got a call, but we've got to take a break. My guest this afternoon is Wendy Nola. And we've been looking at the really dangerous space of uh, online loans. If ever you've been looking, if you've looked for a loan online, just know that it's fraught with a lot of dangers. You could find yourself trapped within uh, a situation where you don't get the loan, but you in fact sign up for a completely different service altogether. Their monthly payments to speak of, it's hard to get out of, their cancellation fees and uh, uh, even the way you will be harassed if you don't want to pay that cancellation fee, it's just not with it. So we'll take more of uh, your reactions and your experiences after the break. Uh, you know, just from a personal um, view, for uh, any agreement to exist, there has to be consent. If, if the, the parties don't consent to what it is that has been agreed to, mm-hmm. they don't have consensus. But that's for a court to determine ultimately at the end of right, the day. Right. But if you receive any of these things that, that comes down to harassment, Please advise people, send those complaints to the council. Mm. Um, we're, we're, we're a statutory body and we will investigate and take steps if required. Fantastic, Andrews. I must also mention we have, um, we have set down a meeting with the Consumer Commission okay. um, to discuss this issue about whether these things are legal. But as I say, it falls outside our mandate. Right. But of course, you're, you're, in, you're, you're part of the stakeholders, broadly speaking. You work in collaboration. So it, it's important that your voice be heard as well. Thank you, Andrews. Great. Thanks for calling in, Andres. Absolutely. That's the CEO of uh, the Council of Debt Collectors, collectors. the regulator. As he said, they can only address certain aspects of these complaints and not necessarily... Collecting part. Yeah, the the harassment, as he says. You can't make a threat that you have no intention of following following through because that's just intimidation. So these are pretend summonses. they, they, They haven't been... They they could become formal summonses once they went through the court process and got stamped and whatever, but yeah. they, they drafts. In other words, a draft summons, I could draft a summons. Yeah, because I mean, lots of us doesn't have any legal standing. What the, what the difference is, yes. because yes, it looks very scary, as and that's at the point at which a lot of people pay up. And even the language. I'll share, yes. uh, um, someone sent us screen grabs of their communication with this organization. But let's go to Gennaro in um, uh, uh, Vereniging. Am I saying your name correctly? Uh, 
Yes, that's correct. Hello, Azania. Hi, Tinaro. Hello. Yes. Uh, actually, what these companies do, what happened to me is that they advertise uh, their, their loan or on or Facebook. Mm. Then I got on their website, filled up the form and everything. And then what happened is that they asked for my personal phone number. I gave them the personal phone number. Then from there, they got onto me via WhatsApp. It was a chat via WhatsApp. WhatsApp. All my details, uh, bank statements. Oh. I did that and my ID. Then after that, they said your loan for 200000 was approved. 200000 right, Gennaro? Yes. What uh, was the company's name? Be, uh, well, okay, I'll see the thing. And then the repayment was for 72 months. For 3000 something a month. Yeah. And then after that, they said your loan has been approved. But what you have to do, you have to, to pay, pay up one five thousand. Yeah. Yes, in order for an attorney to sign, for in order for, for them to dispatch that money, hmm. of which I've never paid. And I just want to know if you, I want a loan. Why should I pay? Um, uh, exactly. Is, so is that where your conversation like ended, Gennaro? When they said you've got to pay. All right. You. Yeah, that's a different crowd. That's a different operator, a different kind of um, way people are, are caught. It's separate from the lifestyle legal crowd. Yeah. Um, so one of the um, big pieces of advice if you're looking for loan is um, if you're asked to pay for an upfront fee first, disengage and fast. Usually the fraudsters offer an interest rate, which is way below the market average wow. as a form of bait. Wow. And then they approve your loan application as 200000 It's a big amount, before asking for... A fee and attorneys or an admin fee, exactly what happened to Gennaro. Mm-hmm. If you pay that, you'll then be asked to pay another fee and another fee and you'll never get that loan. And people have this mentality where they don't want the first payment to have been a waste. And so they right. pay the, the next one. See, and you the understand next one. the psychology. Yeah, I do because I've covered, been doing this for 20 years. And so <laughs> the money flows in one direction only and not the direction that you need it to flow. You got so, it. So that's, that's, I'm so grateful for Gennaro Defender because that's a, 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 another form of, um, another way that consumers are caught when they go looking for right. a loan. So I'm okay. very happy that he just disengaged at that point. So I've got a few more SMSs. We've got a call, but we've got to take a break. My guest this afternoon is Wendy Nola. And we've been looking at the really dangerous space of uh, online loans. If ever you've been looking, if you've looked for a loan online, just know that it's fraught with a lot of dangers. You could find yourself trapped within uh, a situation where you don't get the loan, but you in fact sign up for a completely different service altogether. They're monthly payments to speak of. It's hard to get out of. They're cancellation fees and uh, uh, even the way you will be harassed if you don't want to pay that cancellation fee, it's just not with it. So we'll take more of uh, your reactions and your experiences after the break. 702. Asanya Mosaka. Lines are always open. On 011-883-0702. It's eight minutes to uh, three o'clock and we're concluding our conversation with Wendy. Wendy, guess who's given us a call? Trevor Hatting, spokesperson ah. for the National Consumer Commission on this issue. Good afternoon, Trevor. Good afternoon, Azania, and good afternoon, Wendy, and the listeners. Yeah, Hi, so, Trevor, Trevor th- thank you for calling because we have been asking questions about what the National Consumer Commission is going to do about the, such operators. Can you give us an update of what's been happening? Yeah, so we've concluded an investigation. Uh, around last year, the, the investigation was already concluded. But what was outstanding was another uh, part to the investigation that relates to uh, technicalities uh, insofar as 
uh, I can't really discuss that on air, but, but there's another leg to it that we needed to conclude, uh, but the actual investigation was done. Uh, but now, coming, coming to the issue of what has happened since we started getting complaints about this, mm. um, we had contacted the company, we, we even requested meetings with them. At some point, they were forthcoming and they wanted to meet with us. And next thing, when we wanted to fly into Cape Town, all of a sudden, they were not taking our calls, oh. they were not responding to our emails any longer, and they just completely disappear. And on that basis, we are telling consumers, do not pay. I have yesterday, not yesterday, two days ago, I received an email from attorneys uh, who supposedly are acting on behalf of this company, mm. and they wanted to set a meeting with us arising from the uh, interview that I had with Carte Blanche. Mm. And uh, my colleagues are uh, in the process of responding to them to set a date and all of these things, but we would like to hear from them why they never attended to our initial request uh, to sit down with them. And also, we requested, as part of that request, we asked, we told them about the amount of complaints that we received, and we sent the complaints forward, uh, to them, and we asked them to uh, respond to these complaints and to resolve yes. these complaints for consumers in an attempt to amicably resolve these complaints because the, where there's smoke, there's fire. Absolutely. So, frankly, uh, uh, Trevor, this tells us a lot about this organization. Mm-hmm. So, does that mean that the investigations that you have concluded, you've had to do without their presence? Presentations at all? Yes, most definitely. And what you also need to understand, what also somewhat delayed this issue uh, more, is the fact that initially there was one company, let's say, uh, Lone Hub, and then again, while you're busy with this investigation, there's a similar, okay, sorry, another company with mm-hmm. a similar modus operandi, and then another one, and another one, and another one. And so, what was one investigation turned into, I don't know, about 30 or so investigations, mm-hmm. different investigations, all of the same modus operandi, and we later on discovered that this is actually one parent company with many subsidiaries operating underneath it, with many different names, and the modus operandi is the same, and they are clearly trying to scam consumers. So until this issue is resolved and until this company and its owners or owner has come forward to come and resolve consumers' complaints, do not pay. That's what we are saying. That is our message to the public, to our consumers. Do not pay. I find that description interesting. As you say, you categorize this as a scam. They insist they aren't. Well, we'll have to resolve that in terms of what exactly the definitions of the scam a scam is mm. and uh, what exactly it is that they do and what they're actually offering and whether mm. or not they are misleading consumers because mm. from where I'm standing, they are outright misleading consumers. Mm. And these are very vulnerable consumers because a person who applies uh, by means of online application for something is not exactly someone who has the courage to go in uh, as a frontline uh, store or something mm-hmm. to have an application for a loan done. So we know, of course, and that's why you see very few people are actually willing to come forward to actually come and speak on air or to even come on camera to talk about their experiences because it's not exactly someone that has, you know, uh, the means or that feels that I have the courage and the strength to come forward to come and talk about yes, this. Yes, they have Trevor, thank you for that official position. And please do come back to us when this issue is resolved. Uh, we'll uh, share the information together with no, uh, with Wendy once the, the investigation is successfully concluded. We almost definitely do that. Thank you. Point. So, Wendy, what do you say? That we follow uh, this up, close this Yeah, we once, definitely. I've, I've been doing so done. since 2015. I'm not mm. about to let up yet. Mm. What's interesting is I've never heard from a single person, and I put the information out to our very large audiences, if anyone's ever actually signed up for that service and actually make t- 
taken Alone. advantage of no taken advantage of what all these people are apparently paying for and that oh. is phone advice service if you if you're paying oh, for so it, what they're actually offering so, so yeah let's i mean what kind of a team of people do they have what was the mm. caliber of their advice let's, that's their core business that's what they're saying there mm. let's let's i mean they've they've got huge offices dedicated to that business let's 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 hear from yes the quality of this let's legal hear from people who've worked for them for. or how many yeah, how many people do they have and mm. let's hear from people who've i mean i think um, yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd, let's let's do that. In, in fairness to the company, if Absolutely. anyone's had some um, phone advice, legal advice that was that they're paying this four hundred and something upfront and a hundred or two hundred or whatever it yeah. is a month for, let's hear what that service was. Okay, like. well clearly this one's not over, but no. the show certainly came late for one of our listeners, and it says I would like to add my name to the list of complainants. I, however, paid them a settlement oh, in March. But Wendy, we've got to leave it there, and we'll revisit this one as soon as they. New sure. developments. Thank you very much. Thanks, Asa. That's consumer journalist Wendy Nola. 702. Asanya Mosaka. Lines are always open on 011-883-0702. It's eight minutes to uh, three o'clock, and we're concluding our conversation with Wendy. Wendy, guess who's given us a call? Trevor Hatting, spokesperson ah. for the National Consumer Commission on this issue. Good afternoon, Trevor. Good afternoon, Lasagna, and good afternoon, Wendy, and the listeners. Yes, Hi, so, Trevor, Trevor th- thank you for calling because we have been asking questions about what the National Consumer Commission is going to do about the, such operators. Can you give us an update of what's been happening? Yeah, so we've concluded an investigation uh, around last year. The, the investigation was already concluded, but what was outstanding was another uh, part to the investigation that relates to uh, technicalities. Uh, insofar as uh, I can't really discuss that on air, but but there's another leg to it that we needed to conclude. Uh, but the actual investigation was done. Uh, but now coming coming to the issue of what has happened since we started getting complaints about this, mm. um, we had contacted the company. We we even requested meetings with them. At some point, they were forthcoming and they wanted to meet with us. And next thing, when we wanted to fly into Cape Town, all of a sudden, they were not taking our calls. They were not responding to our emails any longer. And they just completely disappeared. And on that basis, we are telling consumers, do not pay. I have yesterday, not yesterday, two days ago, I received an email from attorneys uh, who supposedly are acting on behalf of this company mm. and they wanted to set a meeting with us arising from the uh, interview that I had with Carte Blanche mm. and uh, my colleagues are uh, in the process of responding to them to set a date and all of these things but we would like to hear from them why they never attended to our initial request uh, to sit down with them and also we requested even as part of that request we asked we told them about the amount of complaints that we received and we sent the complaints for uh, to them and we asked them to uh, respond to these complaints and to resolve yes. these complaints for consumers in an attempt to amicably resolve these complaints because the way they smoke is fire absolutely so frankly uh, uh, trevor this tells us a lot about this organization mm-hmm. so does that mean that the investigations that you have concluded you've had to do without their presence Presentations at all? Yes, most definitely. And what you also need to understand, what also somewhat delayed this issue uh, more, is the fact that initially there was one company, let's say, uh, Lone Hub, and then again, while you're busy with this investigation, there's a similar case, sorry, another company with a similar mm-hmm. modus operandi, and then another one, and another one, and another one. And so, what was one investigation turned into, I don't know, about 30 or so investigations, mm-hmm. different investigations, 
all the same modus operandi. And we later on discovered that this is actually one parent company with many subsidiaries operating underneath it with many different names. And the modus operandi is the same. And they are clearly trying to scam consumers. So until this issue is resolved and until this company and its owners or owner has come forward to come and resolve consumers' complaints, do not pay. That's what we are saying. That is our message to the public, to our consumers. Do not pay. I find that description interesting. As you say, you categorize this as a scam. They insist they aren't. Well, we'll we'll have to resolve that in terms of what exactly the definitions of the scam a scam is mm. and uh, what exactly it is that they do and what they're actually offering and whether mm. or not they are misleading consumers mm. because from where I'm standing, they are outright misleading consumers. Mm. And these are very vulnerable consumers because a person who applies uh, by means of online application for something is not exactly someone who has the courage to go in uh, at a frontline uh, store or something mm-hmm. to have an application for a loan done. So we know, of course, and that's why you see very few people are actually willing to come forward to actually come and speak on air or to even come on camera to talk about their experiences because it's not exactly someone that has, you know, uh, the means or that feels that I have the courage and the strength to come forward to come and talk about yes, this. Yes, yes. Yeah, it seems like they've outright been ripped off by this company and they should not be paying. Trevor, thank you for that official position. And please do come back to us when this issue is resolved. Uh, we'll uh, share the information together with no uh, with Wendy once the the investigation is successfully concluded. We almost definitely do that. Thank you. So, Wendy, what do you say that we follow uh, this up, close this? Yeah, loop we once, definitely. I've I've been doing so done. since twenty fifteen. I'm not mm-hmm. about to let up yet. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is I've never heard from a single person, and I put the information out to our very large audiences. If anyone's ever actually signed up for that service and actually made. T- taken advantage of no taken advantage of what all these people are apparently paying for and that is phone advice service if you if you're paying oh so what they're actually offering so so, yeah let's i mean what kind of a team of people do they have what was the Mm. caliber of their advice let's that's their core business that's what they're saying there Mm. let's let's i mean they've they've got huge offices dedicated to that business let's 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 yes the quality of let's hear from people who've worked for them or how many how many people do they have and Mm. let's hear from people who've i mean i think um, yeah, yeah. So I'd, I'd, let's let's do that. In, in fairness to the company, if Absolutely. anyone's had some um, phone advice, legal advice that was that they're paying this four hundred and something upfront and a hundred or two hundred or whatever it yeah. is a month for, let's hear what that service was okay. like. Well, clearly this one's not over, but no. the show certainly came late for one of our listeners, and it says, "I would like to add my name to the list of complainants. I, however, paid them a settlement oh, in March." But Wendy, we've got to leave it there, and we'll revisit this one as soon as the. For new sure. developments. Thank you very much. Thanks, Azza. That's consumer journalist Wendy Nola.